hello, hello, everyone. You are listening to the Maps and Graps podcast. As always, I am your host, Lyric Swinton. I have a very, very special guest today in Katrina. How are you? I am well, Lyric. Thank you for having me on. So excited to have you on. Um, this week is double feature week. Um, I decided to do a double feature like Barbenheimer. So we'll have two episodes coming out this week, one being a very, very special interview, um, as well as this episode um, recounting um, the past week in the G1 Climax, as well as the five-star Grand Prix Tournament. Um, there's been a lot, a lot of action going on. The Well, at least the block matches for the... Um, G1 are almost over. So right now we're looking towards just about two more matches just for, for everybody before we move into the playoffs. But the five-star Grand Prix is still wide open. Um, so that's fun. But so let's go ahead and get into it with the current standings of the G1. So only one person has clinched their way, their ticket to the end in A block, and that is Sonata, um, which should not come to the surprise of anybody because he is the world champion. Um, but it's still wide open in A block. Obviously, the way that it goes this year in the G1, they switched back to the old format, which means that the top two instead of just the top one from each block will advance. Um, and so they will face off in like a playoff format and then the winner of those will move on to the next round and then the winner of those will move on to the final so um you're not fighting for number one you're technically fighting as long as you're in the top two you're good um i will say for match quality this past week it wasn't great wasn't yeah, great y'all. it was not <laughs> not my favorite week of the g1 at all however there were some real, I think that there were some real great ones um, here, but I'm just going to keep recounting, doing the rundown of the standings real quick. Right now, tied for second place is Shota Umino and Kaito Kiyomiya. Um, I didn't expect Shota to actually jump back up there, but he has accumulated the points, and Kaito Kiyomiya, he's been leading was been the second leader in the block for just about the entire time of the tournament. Um, as a pro wrestling Noah fan, that make, this makes me extremely happy that he's doing well. Um, how do you feel about a block so far? I mean, I like it. I wasn't, I was not surprised about Sonata just because of, I would kind of feel away if he was, he didn't clinch his spot as champion, especially as long as it's taken him to become champion. It's been some years. We've been all waiting for this, for him to make this happen. And he did. And so I was cool with that. I was like, all right, well, that's what I like to see. I do like Noah as well, but I wound up becoming a fan of Shada as well. So it's like one of those situations where I kind of feel like, damn, who do I root for? Because I like them both for different reasons. Um, but I'm okay with it. I feel like if it kind of leads up to maybe the two of them kind of having to battle it out a little bit before we get them and maybe Sonata, then I feel like it'll be entertaining. Uh, I do think, you know, sorry about that. Oh, New, York. <laughs> New York City. Um, 
but yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy with what A Block has been doing. I again a big fan of Shada and then Kata also. Just like Noah has really, I feel like stepped its game up in the last year and a half for me. Where I'm like, all right, you guys are really putting it out there. Like for me, as far as wanting to watch it, uh, something outside of like New Japan, it's uh, American wrestling, and so I'm good with uh, Block A. I do like what they're doing with it so far. Absolutely. Um, I think Noah's had an incredible year kicking off on January 1st with the big New Year show, being able to bring Shinsuke Nakamura in, um, having the Bye Bye Muda show, um, then going and having the great um, the Kaiji Muto Pro Wrestling Last Love show, um, doing all together again, having Kaito in the G1. Um, one Night Dream recently, uh, which was one of the best matches of the year. I would say the third best match of the year, probably behind the Okada Osprey matches. Uh, not Okada, uh, Omega Osprey matches. Um, is the Nakajima Kento Miyahara match um, from All Japan. And so Noah's been having a great year, and Kaito's been a great banner man, I think, for them. And Sonata said himself in some of the backstage comments that he feels like. Kaito Kiyomiya is heads and shoulders above New Japan's young guys right now, especially in A Block. So I think, like, that's interesting for the world champion to say. And I mean, like, uh, I've said this on the podcast before. Yes, Kaito is around the same age as, you know, some of the others, but he's built different. He's a two time world champion. Um, he is experienced in big match situations, and it shows. He knows how to get the job done. But speaking of somebody who hasn't gotten the job done, Yoda Suji, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, so in my bracket, I picked him to win. I was wrong. Cause he's no, I don't even think he's mathematically like capable of winning at this point. But like, what's that about? Like the guy, he comes back. He has this big, you know, this big homecoming. He knocks everybody out. We don't see him for like a month. Then he pops out. He's in the main event of Wrestling Duntaku for the World Championship. I think he's going to be like the biggest thing since sliced bread in, <laughs> in New Japan. And then he loses almost every match. What's that about? Like, I don't know. Like, is this a part of like the process or are they trying to like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to call it hazing, but is he paying his dues or? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't necessarily have him winning it, but I thought he would be doing better. That surprised me because you can't, it's a really weird thing when you have somebody kind of come in like that and like such like, you're like, okay, I can see it. I can see it. And then you're like, wait, but okay, what happened? <laughs> and I, 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 That surprised me, I think. Not that I had him winning it because I honestly wasn't sure. But um, for him to go from like a really good high and then you're like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> it was kind of surprising. And I don't even know if it's hate because I don't know if they really do. I mean, I don't know if they do that. Any, like anything. I know back then wrestlers did, you know, whatever they need to do. But I'm not sure if, you know, they really do that too much anymore for that. But it was a really big shock. But I'm like, but how? <laughs> you was on such a high. It's kind of like, you know. Yeah. 
you uh, have okay. a good TV show or something, and then those last episodes, you're like, all right, what is this? Like, I felt like <laughs> that's kind of what happened, and it was very, very surprising for me. It was. Yeah, and I, I, I just look at it like, maybe hazing wasn't the right word, but maybe it's because he has, I would say out of all the young guys, he definitely has the most ego. And so maybe that I'm thinking like, maybe this is just his storyline of being so cocky and having to be brought back down. But it's like, damn, he ain't even been here long enough. Like he just got back. Yeah. I saw Yoda Suji for the first time in Rev Pro in March. Cause he was still on excursion. So like, this is like two months before any of this happens. Yeah. So he just got back to New Japan. He just got back to New Japan. So I'm just like, what is that about? Out of all of them, between Shota, Rin, um, the guys who were deemed the new Rewa Musketeers, I genuinely thought that he was the one, he is the one that the company was most behind. Maybe that's still the case, maybe not. Um, and I think that brings comes back to another person. The only person that's doing worse than Yoda Suji right now is Rin Narita. He's doing terrible in this tournament. Awful. Yeah. Like he's not performing well. And I'm actually worried because with Yoda Suji, he might be losing matches, but his matches are still standouts. Yeah. So like I didn't expect Hikaleo to put pin him. That was that was crazy. That was crazy. I could not believe that that happened. However, I do believe that he brought the best out of Hikaleo, and that's probably one of the best Hikaleo singles matches I've ever seen. Rinderita, outside of that draw that he had, man, like there's probably like two matches on here that were really good. Yeah. Everything else has been kind of which surprises me because he's supposed to be like the Tim Duncan of the crew. Old fundamental. You're you're yeah. like so Shibata made you in his image. What's going on with these kids? And then there's Gabe Kidd who's blowing everybody out the water. Who just has the personality. Yeah. He has it. Like he's he has given up some dumb points in some areas, but he is hot on the heels of both Kaito and Shota. Um I mean, it's unlikely, but he still has a possibility of even kind of making it to the playoffs. But yeah, the other two just aren't there. It's very, it's very weird. And why does Chase Owens have four points? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I I don't, I'm not a fan of Chase. I'm not going to, I'm not a fan. And so it was one of those, I'm like, now why guys? <laughs> like, who did this? Like, I, I don't know how the, the booking process is with any of this, as far as how they decide how we're going to make it to this, like how we're going to do set this up. But I definitely was just like, ew, how? <laughs> definitely was, I'm not a, feel, a really big fan of Chase, honestly. Um, but it, it did surprise me. Even more so though, because uh, I like that you mentioned like the Tim Duncan reference, you think of like, not flashiness, good fundamentals, I think sometimes is, and I th- that is definitely something Shibata has where he's not necessarily really flashy, just hard hitting and super fundamental. And so I feel like that's also important to have in wrestling. Like you can have the flashy guys too, but have somebody, you know, like if nothing else, this is going to be one of those solid matches. It's going to be solid if nothing else. And then I'm just like, oh, well, 
is is it something in the air? <laughs> like something going yeah. on? Like it, it, it is surprising. It really is. I think you can be fundamental and not be boring. Shibata is one of my all time favorite wrestlers. Easily, like I literally have my the wrestler towel. I think I'm sitting on it. I'm probably sitting on it. Yeah, right here. Keep it just like Shibata. Like huge fan. I had higher hopes for her in. And now here's the thing. I'm not saying their careers are over. All these people are under 30 years old. Like, their careers are not over. Like, you know, they have they are going to have plenty of time to reinvent themselves and probably yeah. reinvent themselves over and over again. Like, look at guys like Tanahashi and Hiroki Goto. Like, they're in their over 20th G1 right now. So, like, I'm not worried about long-term, but I will say you know, New Japan made this big hoorah. Maybe that was them just, you know, bringing in the drama and getting people to tune in. And if that was the goal, then they succeeded of, you know, doing that whole, yeah, these are the three musketeers from here on out. So maybe they would just turn up drama and chaos. Yes. That's fine. Um, but you just, yeah, they just surprised me when they had did that because why does Chase Owens have four points and these people who you're supposed to be in, investing the future in doing so terrible? <laughs> Okay, so I, I don't, it's not a lot of wrestlers that I hate on openly. I don't, I really don't. But Chase Owens, evil, and everybody associated with House of Torture, I'm your biggest hater. <laughs> There's definitely a few wrestlers I have to hate, like, hate on openly just because of like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, guys. I try. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I'm being honest, mm -hmm, he's on that list because you could tell he just been showing up like, I'm just here. Y'all thought y'all had seen the last of me? Y'all thought I wasn't going to come collect this paycheck? You're dumb. I'm like, oh my God, we're never getting rid of him. <laughs> He's never leaving. He's never leaving. He's never leaving that guaranteed paycheck. Oh my God. Jesus. But then, so that's where we are in A Block. Moving on to B Block. Obviously, we have Okada ruling the roost, um, but now he's tied with Will Ospreay because Will Ospreay finally slayed the giant. He finally, after what seven years, has beaten Okada clean, which is obviously monumental if you know his story, um, because he was formerly a member of Chaos. Um, he was the junior heavyweight leader in Chaos. Um, under Okada, who was obviously the heavyweight leader of Chaos. And, you know, they were, he was in that faction for a long time, but then he turns on Okada and starts his own faction, which ends up becoming the United Empire and decides to go into the heavyweight division and really go his own way. And so we're seeing him really this year. He's really making himself into his own man. Like, obviously, he's been making himself into his own man, but he's been trying to prove himself to, like, the current, I think, gatekeepers yeah. of elite pro wrestling, who I think is probably, like, three people, maybe. I would put, like, Kenny Omega, Okada, and, you know, Brian Danielson up there, but he doesn't have history with Brian Danielson, so that match doesn't really matter. Um, and the fact that he's beating them both in one month is insane. Um, yeah. I don't even think that the two of them have ever beaten opponents of that caliber back-to-back. -back. Um, 
So that's insane. Um, the match was good. I think that their matches in the past were better, but they also had a 20-minute time limit to contend with this time. So I give everybody grace for that. Um, but it's why I actually I'm gonna be honest, I don't think anybody else is gonna get past them. I was about to say it's wide open. It's really not. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, y'all are doing great. Like, y'all are doing great. It's amazing. Like, woo. Like, there's been some great matches. Shout out to Yoshihashi. Shout out to Taichi. Kenta. I will say, if Kenta can't have a good match, he's going to have a funny one. So, he's made he's made me, me chuckle many a night. And El Fantasmo has had some brilliant performances. Um, but nobody's getting past Okada and um, Will Osprey at this point. Uh, they're both tied at eight. Both of them are probably going to get at least at least one match, more match. Like Okada has Kenta and Tonga Loa coming up. He's going to win both of those. I agree. And I mean, if he if he drops one, it would be the Kenta match. But either way, he's going he's going to he's going to get ten. And once you're in double digits, you're pretty much safe. And Will Osprey, who else does he have? He has El Fantasma and Tangaloa. Ooh. Now I do think that I think he's gonna, yeah, I think he's gonna win both of those. But if he ever if he dropped one, it would be the El Fantasma match. They have really great chemistry. I think it's gonna be a fantastic match. Um, but yeah, B block is done. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to agree with you there. Um, Akata's my guy, so <laughs> so he's. I'm a little bit biased with him just because that is my guy. I love me some Okada, but I do know that that was a big deal for Will Ospreay. I think when I first kind of got into New Japan, they were kind of together, and so um, to have him kind of separate like that, and I was like, whoa, 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 Will, let's not do this to my guy, Okada. I don't <laughs> like this, and so I was like, oh, damn, you won clean. Like I can't even say anything because you actually you didn't do anything like funny to get the win this is a legit clean win and so i'm like all right this clearly meant in this match you were the better person in this match and so for that kudos to oh well but i agree with you um i do think or well, and touch i have been really entertained with his matches uh, uh so far as well um but i don't i really don't see anybody like i'll be really surprised if something crazy happens <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like oh wait a minute i really feel like in the b block it's definitely just will and on okada in this um just because they've been pretty steady um and again they're a little bit ahead of most of the people in that block <laughs> and so it would have to be like a crazy turn like that would be really crazy i don't see that happening and so yeah but I was, for the most part, pretty entertained. I would say even more so with the B-block matches than A-block. Just I felt like, you know, with regards to what they were doing inside the matches, it just was more entertaining to me, which is also kind of odd. Um, but I do think as far as memorable moments from the B-block matches, that more of that was in B rather than A. And so I guess that speaks to them in B. Um, but I don't really see anybody else like passing Okada or Will Ospreay either. Absolutely. I think that B block has probably been the most dependable block. Um, you have a lot of people here who are veterans who are really know what they're doing. And also like you have, I would say two of the top five best wrestlers in the world period in this block to the point to where like they can probably drag a broom or a wet napkin to a four-star match on any given night so i mean 
that's just that. I mean, I personally have become, I think I've always, I've always pre I've appreciated both Alcada and Will Ospreay's greatness um, when I first got into New Japan, but like this year, especially, I think I've become like just such a much bigger fan of both of them for completely different reasons. Obviously, Will Ospreay had that two amazing matches with my favorite wrestler, um, Kenny Omega, and that's just my matches of the year easily. Um, and also like the stuff that he's been doing, like on in the UK and just everywhere. I really think that he's just on another level, but Okada, it's almost like when Kaito Kiyomiya kicked him in the back of the head and woke him up. Like, I feel like Okada's one of those people he could sleepwalk to a four star match. And then it felt like he had been sleepwalking for a while. Like, yeah, he was holding a championship and all that, but he never really seemed particularly like into it or invested. Like he seemed very bored. Like, just very just unamused. And ever since, the amount of emotion, and just, he's been just one incredible in ring, but he's also been freaking hilarious. And he's just been completely different. I, I, I would say, like, just a completely different energy. Like, I think it is also what's been helpful is him being out of the title picture and being able to, how do I say it? Like, I don't want to say assist, but be able to offer things to other parts uh, of wrestling. So like yeah. being in the six man division, like Okada has been a part of most of my favorite trios matches of the year. He's been excellent. Like, even though he hates them and he talks really bad about Gen Z, which sometimes I take personally, um, <laughs> he has been very generous this year, I would say, with his time of just like even acknowledging like the younger talent. And it's been very clear that if you want to get ahead in wrestling period, this is the guy that you have to defeat. And he knows that. And he's been leaning into that of being that grumpy old uncle villain of New Japan. Like he's yeah. been the grumpy old uncle of New Japan who actually knows what he's talking about though. Like He's grumpy, but he gets the job done. Yeah. Um, he's just been so entertaining for me. Like, I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I've just enjoyed it. And it's just like, it's clear that if you read his interviews and his backstage comments, he has a lot of ideas of what he wants for pro wrestling, of making, of just kind of like dissolving the borders between like you yeah. know, countries, different styles. And it's cool just seeing him lean into that of just being a statesman you know, just that flag bearer for Japanese wrestling. We saw a lot of that, you know, in Forbidden Door um, with him versus Brian Danielson. But it's been a great year for both of them. I've enjoyed Taichi a lot in this tournament. Taichi, listen, Taichi's been having a fantastic year. Yes, he has. Taichi's been having a fantastic year ever since he was able to poach Sonata from LIJ. He's been on fire. He took everything from them. He took he took them. Got took the New Japan Cup through Sonata. Got the championship. Took Shingo's King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Championship. Just five guys is out here trying to take Lij's stop spot as the favorite faction. Tai Chi, his bangs and his glasses are undefeated. I'm gonna have to agree with you there. 
He's he's somebody who's like I mean I've been a fan of him. Not I, I won't put him in a Cardo level because I feel like the only person right under Cardo for me is Tanahashi. So like <laughs> right under there it's Tanahashi Ace. And so um, but he has really like just entertained me. He really has, and I'm like that's always a good thing. For me, it's like okay, obviously I have my favorites, and I'm a little bit biased, but also it's nice to kind of get new ones. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. I see it. I like it. And so he's definitely probably one of my favorite ones from Block Beat. And I'm like, I'm liking what I'm seeing. And so, like I said, who who knows? Like, even if he doesn't win, I guess, the G1, I, I hope they kind of continue with him pushing towards these kind of matches for him. Because I think he's really, sh- like, he shined during this. I felt like this is, he really had some moments and I'm like, okay, like, so I'm hoping that even if he doesn't win it, that he still continue that path with him as far as just giving matches like this, because he, he's been really impressive. He has, so it was um, Yoshihashi, Elfa, and Tasmo has had some great performances. He hasn't had a lot of wins, but like that match versus Kenta, well, I can't really call it a match because the actual match was like 30 seconds, but the pre-match brawl that lasted like 12 minutes Absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, they had a score to settle after Kenta, you know, was a part of ousting El Fantasmo from the Bullet Club earlier this year and contributed to that gruesome attack that took place. But yeah, it's been a very great, I think it's been a, a, a very a, a solid D block. I don't want to call it great. A block that has been great. Match-wise, especially, has been C-Block. C-Block has been, I would say, the best matches of the tournament have lived in C-Block. Easily. C-Block is called Murderer's Row for a reason. That's how I like my wrestling. Uh, <laughs> violent, aggressive, big meaty men slapping meat. Um, that's how, that's my favorite. St- like, I like five-minute-long chop battles with <laughs> bursting on the chest like give it to me that's what i live for and one of the best matches of the tournament happened and i that was obviously a kingston versus tomohiro ishii listen their trilogy because now it's complete has been excellent um the capital collision match from last year they did i think it was was it all out zero hour from last year yeah they they wrestled again, so they wrestled once in New Japan, once in um, AEW, and then now again in New Japan. And the thing is, when the match started, I'm not gonna lie, they had me in the first half. I was like, these two are too beat up, like yeah. especially Eddie. I was like, he's too beat up. I said, oh man, this match isn't gonna be as good as the last couple, and that's okay because here's the thing: I don't slam. I, you'll never catch me slandering Eddie Kingston. He can go out there and stink up the place, and I'm not gonna say a word. <laughs> He's one person, like, I don't care what he does. He's always right. But no, like, it's just something about, he calls Quirk and Hall holy ground. And I think it just showed in this match because it's just like, he got this power out of nowhere. And it just kind of like revived him. And then suddenly that match just like, oh, wow, it went to, I don't know where this is going. So certified hood class overnight, just that quickly. These two have amazing chemistry. I'm really glad that we've been able to like track this story over the past year because you know it starts off at Capital Collision last year in DC, then goes to Chicago at All Out Zero Hour. Eddie gets his win, then we go to Forbidden Door, and Eddie brings him in as you know the mystery opponent, and 
there's finally a mutual respect there. And then they finally wrestle each other. And, you know, Ishii gets this win. And I don't know why this is now. This is my biggest problem with C Block. Great matches, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Um, the matches have been for the most part pretty great, except for that fraud evil. How do you how does he now? I'm not gonna lie, Chase Owens having four points is blasphemous. Now that's blasphemous. But evil having eight points, we are in hell. We are in hell. Because if this tournament ended tomorrow, today, tomorrow, this man is advancing. Like, is nobody paying attention? Is nobody worried yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm I I feel like of this block, like I have people I really like. Uh Shingo. And maybe because I feel like he's so like he's not really problematic. And I think that's what it is for me. Cause he doesn't like he it's not like he does like a lot, a lot. But he, he does what needs to be done. I feel like he's somebody I can say is kind of dependable as well. Like, I live for be. Shingo Takagi. And him. so for him, I was like, how do you have less than evil? I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't particularly like that. I feel like he's one of my favorites. Again, you think of that whole 2020 era where he kind of was in there, kind of trying to, everybody trying to deal with wrestling during that period of like, we don't know that the world's kind of in a craziness right now. And he was the champion at, at that time. And he did what he had to do for that time period. You know, wrestling was really funny around that period. And so he's somebody who I would say is somebody very dependable. And I'm like, how the hell you have less than evil is beyond me. I'm not really an evil fan. Um, <laughs> like at all. And so I'm like, I mean, I guess guys. And so that was a bit like surprising. And why I know like Tama Tonga is like, you know, like right behind the eight is still like, you should even have more than evil. I don't even understand what's what's happening here, but. We're in hell. <laughs> and I say this because when I made, when I made my bracket, I made a bracket for the G1 to start with. I had, who did I have going to the uh, two of the, the semis? I had Shingo. I had Shingo dropping one match. And then who did I have second? I had Eddie Kingston and David Finley tied for second. I was like, one of those two go. I had Evil going, losing every single match in this tournament. I am sick to my stomach. I am sick. Like, I am like, I want to throw up. Every time I see this man get a win, I am like, oh my God, we are in hell. And at this point... <laughs> At this point, like, I'm getting scared. Like, you know, when he first started racking up wins, I was like, oh, there's still time. There's still time. Like, yeah, th there's not that much time left. There's not that much time. There's only two matches left for each person. What is he? And by the time this, this episode comes out, he could have possibly win again, won again. <laughs> yeah, that does like, look kind of negative. <laughs> David Finley, fine. David Finley, fine. He's been, you know... I, I like the new Bullet Club. They're my dogs for real. Yeah. Like I like I like that little song that they be doing. Um, I really do. And uh, the war dogs, I will say the biggest problem with the new Bullet Club right now is that the war dogs are slightly more interesting than the leader. I'm not sure if that was originally how it was intended to go. They might need to fix that. I don't know. Cause 
if you at and right now people on Twitter talking about I, I I tweeted this the other day. I was just like, it's really funny how the discourse went from get rid of the David Finley Bullet Club to keep the Bullet Club but get rid of David Finley. And it's just people are like we like the War Dogs apparently, and now it is the best selling T shirt in New Japan right now. So the Bullet Club War Dogs shirt is actually selling like hotcakes. And obviously, I will say all of them are doing great. Clark Connors, Dan Maloney were excellent during Best of the Super Juniors and continue to be excellent. They're holding the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles. Um, and then you have Gabe Kidd and um, Alex Coughlin who are holding the New Japan Strong Openweight Championships. Like, I will say they're doing fantastic. Uh, but anyway, like I said, it makes sense for David Finley to advance to the playoffs. It does. But evil, bro, what the fuck? Like, I thought, here's the thing. I thought we learned our lesson from a few years ago when everybody put the title on evil. I thought, like, I was like, you know, these are certain, New Japan will never make this mistake again. That I was, I just knew. I just knew. I thought, like, you know, evil was kind of like Chase Owens. How, like, yes, he on the pay payroll still, but, like, we know to not give him nothing. Like, you know, like, he here... <laughs> He's here because nobody, you know, want to tell him to leave. <laughs> I thought that's what I came into this tournament believing. I just knew that we were coming into one of them situations. I didn't know that, like, why does this man have eight points? Because the thing is, once he gets to double, double digits, it's almost, he, he might as well be locked in. Yeah, I... I definitely wasn't happy when he was champion. I was like, I did not ask for this. There was like a couple of people. There was a couple of people that was like excited. I'm like, but why? <laughs> let's let's think about this excitement. So yeah, I'm actually truly surprised he has eight. I feel like David Finley, I I wasn't surprised by him getting it, but yeah, he he definitely surprised me with the. I was like, now oh, come on, guys, <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Ishii, the best bout machine of the G1 Climax every year, only has two points. Like, come on, y'all. That man is 40, what, six? Red wrestling circle around everybody. You mean, to, okay, like, I get it. Yeah. Like, he, he wasn't going to win. Gotcha. But, like, I will say, I think I get even more frustrated with C-Block because C-Block has had some of the best matches. I feel like it has some of the hardest-hitting competitors. And yeah. these totals are not making sense. You mean to tell me Tama Tonga has seven and Hanari has two? Not, no, not nothing against Tama Tonga. Ain't nobody really been gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But Hanari has literally rebranded himself. He's having these crazy good matches. Like, you know, I don't know if this is like them trying to like get them to stay and not go to WWE or. I'm just, I'm very, I'm, I'm very confused when it comes to C Block. Like, uh, and I'm hurt on behalf of Shingo Takagi. Eddie Kingston is still close, but not close enough for me yet. And he has two more matches left. He has Tama Tonga and he has David Finley. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why he's like, I was like, stop, guys. But shout out to Mikey Nichols, too. I ain't gonna lie. He did, he's been he been showing out. Shout out to Mikey Nichols. He has been. 
he been showing out. I'm really scared that they're going to make him drop that match to evil. I'm preparing for the rant that will follow if that happens. Y'all going to hear me from the rooter to the tutor. Do you hear me? Y'all going to hear me from the rooter to the tutor. I am going to lose it. Like, I am going to lose it. You're got, you, you, I can't even talk. Like, I think I've been so upset. And I, I think that's why I've been so mad <laughs> doing G1 coverage. Like, if anybody's been listening to my G1 coverage, either, like, on this podcast or over on SNME Radio, first couple, man, is, I sound like I'm glowing. Everything is amazing. These matches are great. It's awesome. So happy to be here, guys. And then this man keeps accumulating wins. And I'm like, and I have just go. <laughs> I'm not happy. I am not happy. And the thing is, I think it's because I've, I've gone hard for New Japan this year. Like, I think right now, I think they're, Gato is my booker of the year. Almost everything that they have touched this year has turned to gold. Agreed. I, the, the, everything that they've done, both stateside and in Japan, has been great. They've taken a lot of great risks. They paid off. I've been very pleased. It, like I've said almost no negative words towards New Japan all year. And the only negative words that I've had for New Japan this year are always, always, always House of Torture related. Because I said this during the Best of the Super Junior tournament, because that almost happened there. Show almost won one of those one of those blocks, and he got dangerously close to get into the finals. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I remember I was in this exact same position during Best of the Super Junior. So I said, "If this man advances, I'm going. To, <laughs> I am going to eat a gasoline-soaked jean jacket." <laughs> What I do like is your energy is consistent. It stays the same. That's I'm, there's some people like no matter what I'm gonna always be like, but no, <laughs> automatically like I don't care. No, I'm a consistent <laughs> hater. I'm a consistent. <laughs> hater. Like, <laughs> I'm rarely a hater. I'm all you know. I'm very peace, love, positivity. Like you know, we need enjoy our wrestling, whatever all that bullshit. But when I'm a hater, I'm very, very, very consistent about my hating. I don't switch up. But like if they have Ward Hater, it's me. <laughs> if House of Torture got a hundred haters, I'm one of them. If they got one hater, it's me. If they have no haters, I have ceased to exist. Basically. <laughs> that's basically how I am too. I'm like, if I'm not here, that means that's where the hater went. I'm gone. But I'm a go- I'm 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 a ride for it. I'm a ride, I'm riding I'm I'm serious about my hating because I'm very rarely a hater. So if you made me come out of character to be a hater, then I got to stand on business. I stand on business, period. Respect it. Respect it. I got to stand on business. Anyway, moving on to D-Block. Now, you see, now this is what I like about D-Block. It makes sense. You see Toriano right there with two points. He shouldn't even have those, but I'm going to let it slide. You see how this is what's supposed to happen. The comic relief of the block. You don't see Toriano leading. Agreed. You don't see Toriano defeating Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. You don't see that. Toriano stays in his place. He does his little tricks, his giggles, gags, makes everybody laugh and goes home. Yep. 
They gave him one, you know, cool win over Jeff Cobb. Why he was already, Jeff Cobb already safely got eight points, so it's okay. And you know, he makes everybody laugh, and then we go home. We don't have the comic relief out here trying to be head honcho. Like <laughs> over in A block and C block, we got Chase Owens and Evil winning and, you know, taking these hard earned wins. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, D block has been the weakest block as far as match quality. Um, easily. Shout out to Zach Sabre Jr., who's always just great. Like, he's always consistent. And I would say Jeff Cobb as well, who's always consistent in the ring. He's always get, been a lot of very over underrated. Um, but his strength is always, you know, a joy to watch. Um, my favorite match of, G, of D Block is probably the match they had against each other, yeah. where they main event it. And so it doesn't surprise me that these two are tied. However, I will say I didn't expect Jeff Cobb to be um, this high. I, I knew I thought he was going to do well, but I expected Naito to um, do better. But Naito's at six. Um, but yeah, we're seeing the changing of the guard. I will say like this block is all about the changing of the guard. With yeah. when you see like the Tanahashi's, the Godos, and the Naitos of the world, they're not the favorites. Um, however, I would like to say. Shout out to Hiroshi Tanahashi. This past match was really good. Respect the ace. A lot of y'all have been, a lot of y'all been talking real greasy on my ace. <laughs> real greasy. Girl, okay. listen, every time I'm like, I'm gonna stop playing with my guy. That is my guy. Stop that playing. is my ace. Y'all better stop talking. A lot of y'all been talking real greasy on my ace. And, um, I just want you to know that trust you will be dealt with. And I want you to know that Hiroshi Tanahashi is fine. You can stay in wrestling as long as you want. Amen. And if you if he listen, if he got one fan, if he no, if he has a hundred fans, I'm one of them. If right. he has one fan, it's me. And if he has no fans, I'm not here no more. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely that way with Tanahashi. That's my guy. Still fit, still in shape. Hair is always laid. I'm like, listen. You saw them sleeves. He did that air guitar concert at the end of the match. It was beautiful. The people couldn't get enough of him. It actually made me really emotional. I actually literally started crying. And the reason why is because I realized like moments like these are few and far in between. Like this year, I got to see him in person for the first time. I actually saw him twice. I saw him in Capital Collision and then for Forbidden Door. I got to see him at Collision and then Forbidden Door. And I got to meet him. And as soon as I walked away, I hit the ground. Like my friends had to catch me. I literally, I caught the spirit just touching his, he hugged me and I felt so blessed. I just felt the blessing. Yeah. He's somebody I want to meet. I liked him since I first saw New Japan. One of my favorites. I've seen him a few times live. Supposedly he's coming to a show in two weeks in where I live, but I won't be in New York. And I'm like, why, why, guys? Like, can we just like work this out for another day? I will not be in New York, and I'm so sad about that because I'm like, he is somebody I meet, I will probably start crying. Um, he's just so important, and I think like he's he's the most important man of probably wrestling in the 21st century. Like, and if people haven't gotten a chance to like look into and like how he literally pulled New Japan from bankruptcy, they were on the verge of closing, and yeah. 
I mean, just, and continues to be that statesman. He does all the press. He does all the media. He does all the travel. He still is that bannerman. Um, and yes, his body is breaking down, but he's just a ray of sunshine. And even though, and period, in that last match, he hit that high fly twice. And he did aces high. He said, y'all, talk about somebody else's knees, okay? Talk about somebody else's knees. I absolutely love Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, but yeah, that's where we are. For D Block, we have those two leading. So those are currently the standings. Also, a match really quickly I want to talk about is Gabe Kidd versus Kaito Kiyomiya. These people were nuts. These guys lost it in this match. Like they lost it. Gabe Kidd knows how to get under Kaito's skin. He absolutely did that. And this match was ruled a double countout. And yeah. so one point each. Um, but moving on, because yeah, don't want to take up too much of y'all time today. Where are we with the five-star Grand Prix? So I'm only going to go off the matches that have been currently released on Stardom World. And it's not a lot of them. But, you know, we are getting better with them uploads on Stardom World. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we had Mariah May versus Sari Anum. This match was really good. Yeah. Listen, Mariah May has not had a lot of singles matches, but every time she has one, she impresses. Do you see the submission maneuver in this yeah. picture? That was dope. She's I that mean, girl. I don't wrestle, but you know, if I did, I would be like, you know what, sis, you got it. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll tap a little bit. I want to be in that for long. So, you know, I, I was really impressed with that. I love a good submission, especially when a woman does a really good submission. Mm -hmm. That gets me like, yes, you know, I love seeing that. And so definitely really impressive matches. She's been really on it uh, in 2023 for me. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, sorry, one. but I will say this match was really great. I think that Mariah May, we're looking at, and I'm not just saying this because, like, obviously I've interviewed her. But no, seriously, she is the future of professional wrestling. She has everything. And I think that seeing a total package, she's only 25. She has the look, she can talk, she can, like, she knows how to mark herself. She is a brand deal waiting to happen. Um, she's it. She's the future. And I'm excited for what her career is going to continue to look like. And the fact that she's going to stardom and she's already gotten this good and she's already this confident and she can mix it up with the best in the world. Because Sari is, I mean, she's a dazzling pro wrestler. Like, she just dazzles. Like, everything she does, it looks like she's floating. It looks like she's floating. It's, it's almost yeah. scary. Um, there was Julia versus Hanan. This match wasn't special, I will say. Um, it was okay. Um, Julia rocks. That's it. That's all I got for you. And Julia wins. Julia rocks and Julia wins. Amen. Yeah. Um, and then we had Mariah versus Mina Shirakawa. Mina wins. Now listen, I don't mean to be a hater. I'm not a hater. Actually, I'm not a Mariah hater. I'm just not a Mariah truther. And what I mean by that is Mariah, you won the Cinderella tournament because the company wanted to put you over. Which I understand. You've been there for a minute. But you've also won it twice. But anyway. So they took the belt that Mina won after finishing her story and made her lose it to Tam. So Tam could lose it to you. 
So you could be world winner of stardom champion, which is okay, which uh, which is fine. I, here's the thing. I try not to criticize it too much in the moment because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to trust the process, see what y'all are doing. Yeah. But, Mariah, you have lost at two matches so far. You, the champion, have lost two matches so far in a row during the five-star Grand Prix. To one, to Momo Watanabe, and then two, to Mina Shirakula. And honestly, Mina should have never lost that belt. That's all I got. Um she should have never came up off that belt. And honestly, she is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, and she's come a long way because when she first started in stardom, everybody was just like, oh, she's just a pretty face. Like, she's just cute. Like, and she's done the work and she is one of the absolute yeah. best. And not saying, Mariah, that you're bad. You're not. Um, really good wrestler. But I will say, like, that emotion and the passion that, like, that I love about Joshi wrestling that I like that really endears me to it. And like, really, I think comes out of so many of the stardom talents. It's really hard for me to see that MRI. I think I saw it a bit in the Tam Nakano match because Tam brings the best out of everybody. Um, but I don't know. Shout out to Mina though. That's all I got. Any, <laughs> any, thoughts, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I enjoyed the match. It's it's one of. I do think they need to, I guess, because it's really early in, and you made the look in the camera about putting more matches up. I think from it, it's like, all right, yeah, I want to see more of these matches. But I've liked what we've gotten so far. Um, it, I, I can't even say. I'm, I feel like obviously Juliana is going to probably. <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like it's that's what it's looking like. Like she's probably going to take it, but. There are some other ones I'm like, I don't know. I can kind of see it happening. And I think this match kind of gave me that. Like, oh, all right. This the, the, this might be a person that we might have to watch out during this um this tournament. And so so far, so good. I, I love stardom because I feel like it's a very specific style of wrestling. Um, and this is no shade to American wrestling because I feel like, you know, there's a difference between Japanese wrestling and American wrestling, but it's really refreshing to see women just really hard hitting. Like Absolutely. reminds me of like old Oscar, uh, <laughs> like hard hitting. Kind of know they can kind of take whatever, and not that they should, but just when you want to see somebody who's just like, oh damn, like I'm not doing this, but power to you doing this, then I'm all for it. And so I, I think so far we've been really getting like some amazing stuff so far, um, and I'm like excited to see what we're getting at because this is kind of early on in this, but um. So far, you know, but I felt like Stardom has been really on it this year anyway, too. And then I think the whole kind of combining with New Japan has helped uh, open up the door for people who may not have watched Stardom previously. They kind of started paying more attention, especially with having some of American women um, in it. And I think that was a very smart move on both Stardom and New Japan's part. It was like, well, let people see what they have, you know. Absolutely. And so I think that was really smart on it. And I think they've also been really doing their thing in the last year. Like, I'm just like, oh, yes, I liked them before. But it's nice to see other people paying attention to it as well. Absolutely. Um, word on the street. Can't say if this was true or not. But that what I read was that Saya Kamatani was scheduled to be the winner of the five-star Grand Prix. Obviously, she's injured. So, hey, we're wide open of, like, anybody can win this. And so I think that's what makes it even more interesting. So currently where we are in the point standing, like I said, this is only up to the matches that have been posted on Stardom World. I know more matches have been ha have happened, but we haven't been able to see them. So 
these are the current standings um, based off what's available. So right now in red stars, Tam Nakano has two points. Mayu Iwatani has two points. Natspoi has two points. Suri has two points. And Nasuko Tora has two points. And so also they did say that Saya Kamatani will not be replaced. So every match that she was supposed to have, her opponent will get two points automatically. So that's a very interesting plot twist that I wasn't expecting. But for the Blue Stars... Yeah, agreed. Yeah, we currently have Julia leading with three points. And we currently have Sari, I knew, is tied with her with um, three points. Um, right behind them are Momo uh, Watanabe, Mariah May, Mina Shirakawa, Micah, and Yutami Hayashishta. Um, all tied with two points. So, like I said, it's still very early. This actually, this tournament actually goes well into September. So, we got time. It's still wide open. And currently, we have, um, in closing, we have the card for the Stardom X Stardom show on August 13th. is shaping up very nicely. Obviously, we have Megan Bain versus Tam Nakano for the World of Stardom Championship. Uh, Mayu Iwatani versus uh, Yutami Hayashishta for the IWGP Women's Championship. Um, Julia versus you, not you, but why you, you, uh, <laughs> for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. We have Rose Gold of Club Venus, Mina Shirakawa, and Mariah May um, versus Sari Anu and Natspoi for the Goddess of Stardom Championships. And recently announced is a high-speed championship match. We have Saki Kashima versus Kaguma. So this card is shaped up very, very nicely. Um, like I said, August 13th, Stardom X Stardom. This is a show that you're not going to want to miss. But yeah, that is all. Thank you so much for joining me today, Katrina. How can people find you? Thank you for having me. This was super fun. And your humor is very similar to mine. So <laughs> I made this much better because I'm like, oh, this is kind of jokes I would make. Um, but I can be found on most social media platforms and Cat We Trust, Threads, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, the easy three. Uh, but pretty much just check that out on my YouTube channel for any nerdy wrestling or interviews all up on there on my Cat We Trust channel. Awesome. And you can always find me at Lyric Wrestling on Twitter and now on Instagram. I got a new Instagram strictly for wrestling. And of course, subscribe on YouTube at Lyric Swinton. And you can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts. But until the next time, I will talk to you all later. Goodbye and good night. Bye.